So, this is Christmas. And what have you done? Another year over, a new one just begun. Well, not quite begun, but, you know, technically it's a week after Christmas. But I didn't scan quite so well, so we can perhaps forgive uh, John Lennon. Um, anyway, what have you done? How's your year been? And less rhetorically, how's the year of CSS Wizardry's Harry Roberts and illustrator Jessica Morgan been? That's what we're about to find out. Uh, I'm Steve Fullen. This is part two of the catch-up special of being freelance. If you didn't catch the first catch-up, then take a second to catch the first before catching the second catch-up. Come on, keep up. Let's find out how another two of my guests got on in this past year. Let's start with the CSS wizardry consultant himself, Harry Roberts. So, how's this year been? Because it was right back in February, I think, when we spoke, right? Yeah, it was a while ago, wasn't it? Um, I think year two has been very, very different from year one. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure why that is. I had a big, I had a big house move in, uh, in June, which took a chunk of time off. So yeah, it's been kind of uh, up and down, but in uh, not not in a bad way, if you know what I mean. So in what ways has year two been different to year one? So I think year one was, uh, there seemed to be a lot more travel, seemed to be a lot more, um, I don't know, consistent, I'm not sure. But um, year two has basically been, uh, had some really good clients, some really good projects. Um, but yeah, I think in sort of the middle of the year, I just had this kind of odd part of my life where... Uh, I was moving apartments, starting everything afresh, you know, moved back down. I was living in Newcastle, moved back down to Leeds, kind of started again. Uh, and that just seemed to take a huge chunk out of my working life. So, I mean, um, yeah, I've just got this one period of a few weeks in, in sort of June, July, where I seemed to uh, not be doing much work at all. Uh, out of choice, completely out of choice. I wanted to get this house move sorted. And then it seems like I found it really hard to get back into the swing of things the second half of the year. Um has that made it harder, like financially planning, or is it just getting the jitters of thinking, well, when's the next project coming? Or um, No, it's not been a financial... Well, so this year has been uh, the first year that has had financial worry, but not because of cash flow or planning. Um, we could probably move on to that in a second. But the, the lack of consistency has mainly just been, I don't know, you kind of lose your mojo a bit. If you, if you like, I, like I went for a, a good few weeks where I purposely blocked out my time to just get this house move sorted. And I found that after that few weeks, I was kind of like, uh, well, I'm so used to not working now that I don't know where to start and I to pick up again. Um, so it was just more of a morale thing than anything else. Yeah, um, like getting out of the rhythm of exercising. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, it just took a bit of picking back up. But um, yeah, back back on top of things now, it's been a great few weeks of, of lots of travel, um, basically back to exactly what I wanted it. But yeah, the financial stuff this year has been mainly... Um, it's, it's been non-paying clients um, or very late-paying clients, which has been an absolute nightmare this year for some reason. Like, complete nightmare. Um, I work with companies of all sizes, um, but I often work with very, very large companies. And, uh, and they're the ones who keep their suppliers waiting and waiting and waiting. Just had, like, you know, companies go silent on me. So there's been a stress through that. Uh, I think around June, especially when I wasn't taking on work, um, yeah, tax bills landed, all that stuff landed, so the, the account just got quite low quite quickly. Um, but then I, I had, you know, at one point I was, I was owed like tens of thousands of pounds by various different companies who were just dragging their feet. Small companies, I worked with a company that's absolutely tiny, and they paid me on the very same day I submitted my invoice. <laughs> I worked with a company that is, you know, it's got actual billions of pounds in the bank, and uh, they ended up taking uh, several months of just, you know, 
not talking to me, not replying to emails, uh, trying to blame me for things. And, oh, it's been horrendous. It's the first time I've really had that. And it's been really just annoying, really. I think it's part of the territory. You know, I think it happens to a lot of freelancers. I read a statistic that 90% of uh, UK freelancers uh, have at some point been late paid by a client. That's a staggering number. Yeah. And then, but there's, I mean, there's late pay and then there's late, 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 late pay. Yeah. And that's when you really start to suffer. And what have you learned from that though? Like, is there anything that you take away you think, right, well, I'm going to put this in a contract or it, or do you sit there and you think, well, actually I could put whatever I want in my contract. They're so big. They're just going to ignore it. It's not like I'm ever going to take them to court. Right. Exactly. It's exactly the second one. I have a contract. I have payment <laughs> terms. I often sign, yeah. if it's a particularly large client, I end up signing their contract because yeah, their legal team is not going to yeah, approve Harry from up North's contract. Um, but yeah, the contract counts are nothing unless you've got the time and the, the money and the, the might to back it up. Now, I don't think they ever want to actually not pay me. I don't think they're being malicious. I think it's just the way big companies are, they're probably used to getting their own way. They're probably used to, you know, I'm the very last in the supply chain. So perhaps, I don't know. I'm not assuming it's malice. I'm not assuming that they don't actually want to pay me. It's just that the size of those companies and how slowly they move, it's really hard to actually speak to an individual or like the same individual each time. Um, but yeah, you, you're right. There's nothing you can do about it really is when it's a company mm-hmm. that size. Uh, yeah, there's nothing you could, you, nothing one could ever actually do about that, I don't think. Don't take this the wrong way. Um, I, I think people, it, it will make people feel good hearing that you've come up against that. <laughs> as in, and I mean that as in like, you know, it sounds like, oh, I'm a consultant and I'm working with these global companies. Do you know what? That sounds like a dream, doesn't it? Yeah, and then you yeah. hear that actually it's still got this thing like driving you nuts. Oh, um, of course. I don't think anyone ever gets rid of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's so often true that the smaller companies, I think it's because the smaller companies are almost like you, as in they understand the, the need to keep that cash coming in and going out and stuff, whereas the bigger companies... Yeah, uh, I think you're exactly right with that. Yeah, I think a smaller company is closer to the problem. Uh, you know, they can probably get the head around the kind of numbers we're talking about, right? If you're a, a multi, like a multinational, billion-pound company, and you've got an invoice comes in for a few thousand, that's like pocket change. Then it, you know, no one really gets the head around that kind of stuff. But if it's someone in a small company, they might be like, well, yeah, this is like a, yeah, a, I don't know, someone's salary for a month. You can't just, you can't, you know treat that without respect. So I think it's probably just small companies, like you said, they just understand it more. Um, yeah, it's been odd, been odd. Yeah, it's the first time I've really uh, come up against that this year. And, what, and, not, and not just once either, a few times. What else has sort of come up this year? If that's been like the biggest challenge by the sounds of it, what's been there? Has there been others or has it been like the biggest buzz to counter yeah. that? Um, so actually, this year, I'm going to be quite candid, to be honest. Um, uh, this year has has been more stressful than the previous one because of, yeah, that problem. And the other one, I've realized just how inefficient my business model is. So um, if you've got clients not paying you for a few months and you've got huge expenditures, um, uh, yeah, I think 2016, I'm going to change up quite a lot of how the business operates to try and make it more efficient. With doing consultancy, there's only one of me, so the business can't scale like, you know, in terms of people, I can only be one place at once because I have to be on site. You know, you've got flights and hotels, you've got huge outgoings, like, at the front of every project. Um, if I do one day's work in, say, I don't know, somewhere in Europe, in Berlin, do one day's work, 
going to spend a day getting there, day doing work, day coming back. So that's three days out of a week gone. Three days out of a week gone means that the two days aren't really useful for anything. Um, so yeah, I was chatting to uh, I was chatting to a, a friend last night. Uh, no, a couple of nights ago. She's a, she's a legal professional, and she was basically saying that in their industry, the way they combat that kind of inefficiency is you would have a half day rate for while you're traveling, perhaps, or you would you know sort of cover cover your like dead time by saying like as soon as I'm on an airplane getting to where your office is, I'm going to charge you my half rate, for example. So. Um, so yeah, I think this year has been a really interesting financial year for me. Um, like, like I say, no struggles, but lots of kind of concerns. So it's all, all centered around that. It's been it's been quite stressful, to be honest. Yeah, and so does that make you think? Well, I need to I need to also put my rates up. Yeah, I think I think that's one of the first things that's going to happen. Um, the rates I'm charging now cover my time well, but not as well as they could or should do. Um, like I said, it's a very yeah. inefficient. If you buy one day of my time, like I say, you're, you're essentially buying a week of my time but not paying for it because I can't be anywhere else while I'm with you or on my way to you. Um, mm. So yeah, I think that's going to be the first thing. Also making certain things more efficient. So if I do a workshop for a client, they're completely bespoke. I would, I'd go in and spend you know, potentially two weeks writing that workshop. Um, that's a huge expense that I've got to take the hit of. So I'm thinking of you know, just, just tightening that process up a little more, maybe doing things quicker or having more... Uh, modular style workshops where it's already pre-written but the client gets to choose their topics or you know that kind of thing yeah um so i think yeah 2016 is going to be all about um just making the business model more efficient it's a ton of fun but um yeah as you as, as you could probably imagine you're being one person who has to be on site for every engagement and that could be you know, it could be california it could be i don't know i'm going to new zealand in the new year you know that's going to take three days of combined travel getting there and back <clears throat> so um <laughs> Yeah, just just horrendously inefficient, but still like tons of fun. I wouldn't change it for the world. I think I just need to uh, put a bit more of a business head on it this time and, uh, and and tackle it that way. Yeah, interesting. But ultimately, all of those are fixable. That's the good thing, isn't it? It's not for the lack of work. It's for the it's the oh, way. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And you were really smart on your, you know, the way you were marketing yourself and stuff like that uh, with your blogging and whatever, uh, and your speaking. Has that all changed or stayed the same, rather? Um, I've been blogging less purely because uh, just just the time involved. It's, it could take a few days to get an article from thought to uh, to published. So blogging not as much. Um, but yeah, open sourcing things, sharing little snippets of code that I've been working on, um, plenty of conference talks, plenty of conference talks actually, they've been a ton of fun. Um, tried to meet you out last week actually, or maybe the week before last. I um, did a little screencast kind of thing, uh, much quicker than writing a blog post and you can demonstrate a lot of kind of different stuff. And that proved really popular, it proved uh, very, very popular. So that could be a new thing I might start experimenting with just releasing short five ten minute screencasts to explain a concept rather than yeah spending three three days writing it down but yeah. yeah that's something that's still really important to me i still find that nearly every single inquiry i get is because somebody within a company reads my blog or found a bit of open source work i did um so yeah of huge importance and uh, i'd still recommend it to everyone and the benefit of the screencast is that you're, because it's video, your personality comes across more and it's so about you, isn't it, as well as your knowledge. So uh, exactly, yeah, yeah. I think that's a good point. 
I didn't really think about it like that. But yeah, I guess people engage a little more. It's also easy to consume. Like I'm, I'm, I'm the same as everyone. I'm just horrendously lazy when it comes to reading on the web. Um, yeah, people can watch a, a video in the background or you yeah. know, listen to the audio from the video, but uh, just far easier to consume than text is. Yeah, M- my whole business is based on people being that lazy. That's- yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Uh, cool um, Harry thanks so much for taking the time out to chat again um, oh, my pleasure yeah well it sounds like an exciting year ahead uh, now this one's out of the way you see you've had that difficult second album uh, <laughs> there we go uh, but you're going to be back on tour and rocking it next year so it'll be fun uh, yeah I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to next year it's going to be a ton of fun so there's Harry and now let's chat to the Jessica behind Jessica Draws. How has your year been being freelance? It's been good actually. I think this is classed as the third year of business so it's been going really really well. Uh, lots of bigger clients this year which has been good. Lots of universities and um, bigger charities and things. It's been a bit of a jump from you know sole traders and small businesses to bigger organisations which has been a learning curve for me. How have you f- uh, come to work with those clients? Uh, mostly through word of mouth again. Nice. So I've either worked with somebody who's previously been in a company and then moved to a bigger one and um, mentioned uh, my name and what we do. So I've got business that way. And do you find a, d- a difference in working with those sort of companies? Yeah, it's definitely different because there seems to be a lot more people to go through before you get any feedback or any sign off so the process seems to be a little bit longer it's fine it just means you have to plan your time a bit better with fitting work in between waiting for feedback and things it's not always instant so that's the main difference i think and how about getting paid by those sort of companies uh touch words <laughs> it's all going well so far i've not had any complaints i, f- um, I find they tend to dictate the terms a lot more though Yes, in, yeah, definitely. It's just the way we work, sorry. Yeah, it, it is. I, I say 12 days and they say, well, ours is 30 days and that's the end of it. So I've just kind of had to adapt to that really um, because there's no way no way around it. But they've paid, so I can't complain. Yeah, nice. Have you had any epiphanies this year? Epiphanies? I think <laughs> I have, probably yes. I've been going to some more networking events. I've joined um, a new one this year, and I think the main epiphany has been to really have a plan, <laughs> um, even you know a, a monthly plan, a three month plan, a year plan, just so I know what I'm doing rather than doing it on the fly. I think that's been that's been the biggest thing that I've I've realised. So I'm trying to put together a bit of a strategy for finding work and um, getting some bigger clients in. So that's that's been a big thing, yeah. Mm, I, li- I like this whole planning thing. Uh, <laughs> what yeah. is this planning you speak of? So give us a, a, an example then, I guess, of a shorter-term plan. A uh, shorter-term plan, I think, is um, planning on what networking events to go to and making sure I'm prepared so I know what I want to leave with so whose contact details I want to leave with or what what meetings I want to set up um, before I leave because I think I've been guilty of just winging it and hoping that I get something out of it rather than going with an actual goal of getting a sit down face to face with um, a company that I want to work with so short-term plans are definitely be more prepared um, Mm. when going to these things so you leave with something so it's not been a waste of time I think that's definitely Definitely key. 
And uh, of course, we were tweeting about this because it was very exciting. It, you were up for an award as well. I was, yes. The um, Entrepreneur Wales 2015 Awards, which were held in Cardiff in the Millennium Stadium. I'd been shortlisted for the Creative Industries category, which was amazing. There were seven in my category from, I think, about 200, which was amazing in wow. itself. Um, yeah, so I got to go to a nice posh award ceremony, um, get all all glammed up, you know, dress, dresses, tuxedos and everything. Um, it's hosted by some Welsh rugby players, but that went over my head, really. I don't really, <laughs> didn't really know who they were, but I'm, I'm assured they were, like, famous. Um, yeah, and I got, run, got the runner-up award, which was amazing. So I got a nice glass trophy with my name etched into it and... Um, something nice to keep it was nice to get some recognition and um yeah it just shows what hard work can do i guess it was really nice really yeah. nice time congratulations yeah. it's uh, something that w- when we spoke to rebecca shippham who won freelance of the year or something last year yeah her and i'd sort of discussed the whole th- process of putting together that award submission in the first place how did you yeah. find that it was challenging I think because you you've got a set amount of words obviously for each each section so you have to be succinct but it was a good exercise I think because when you go face to face with people and you try and sell your services and go to networking events and try and try and make it exciting it's a nice it was a good exercise to make it um short and to the point and effective so that that was quite helpful to me I think and it also helped to see it all in black and white what I wanted to do what my my build-up has been and where I want to go in the future it's kind of nice to put that down on paper so yeah it was good therapy I think (laughs) so you'd recommend it to other people definitely yeah get it down on paper and has I mean I know maybe it's too soon to say because it wasn't that long ago but has it made a difference to your business yet it's been really good obviously for for the last few networking events I've been to because obviously it's something to to tell people which is um which is always a good thing then it gives you a bit of a boost i think and a bit of motivation to to do better next year so next year i'm i'm gonna win <laughs> <laughs> yeah what for next year what's your plans got a lot going on <laughs> beginning of next year um already as me and my husband are expecting our first baby now <gasps> so that's a super challenging time wow Yes. Uh, w- yeah. w- congratulations. When's when's uh Mini Draws born? Mini Draws. Uh the third of May is the okay, due date. So, so May. So yeah. how how are you planning towards that? Yeah, it's gonna be challenging I think because obviously I can't just take, you know, a year off <laughs> and then hope all my clients stay <laughs> wait for me and wait for me to come back. So we have to do quite a lot of planning there. Um, at the moment, the plan it still is for my husband Dave to leave his full time work and join the business full time. So we're working really hard now to make that happen, so that we can both um, be at home and you know do it that way, so that we can get get on with work as and when we can. Because you know, nature of being self employed, you just can't can't leave it all because they're gonna need those services and clients will go elsewhere to find it. So. 
it's going to be going to be challenging, I think. But, you know, people do it. People have done it before. So I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. We'll see. Ask me again in five months. <laughs> yeah, we will. Yeah, that's true. A year from now. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be telling you a completely different story, I bet. Uh, no, it's all exciting. And the, th- the thing is, is like there's no it's just what works for you guys, isn't it? It doesn't matter what, what yeah. everybody else does. But I, I'm I personally would say the both of you being at home going through that adventure together, being self-employed is going to be a way better way of doing it than having both of you going out to work in real jobs, as it were, you know? Yeah, I think so. And I think it's still something that we really want to do. And so we've just got to fit it, fit everything into our lives um, simultaneously and make, make it work that way. But I'm sure it'll be great. Brilliant. Okay, listen, thanks so much uh, for chatting to us. No problem. And, uh, well, all the best being freelance, but all the best being a mum. Thanks. <laughs> I'm not terrified at all. <laughs> oh, such happy news. So there we go. Really nice to chat to them again. And big thanks to them for their time and for being so open as well. And um, well done for Jessica for potentially bringing another listener into the fold it's one way to get numbers up um for that matter thanks so much to all of my guests that have shared their experiences this past year it's been great to do the podcast and thank you so much for listening really appreciate the feedback on on twitter on itunes at being freelance on twitter by the way if you've not found us and on the site itself being freelance.com there'll be show notes for this episode of course and links back to their original episodes you can listen to them there's like a whole season's work there's like way over 30 guests that you can listen to over the christmas period if you're listening to this as it goes out loads of old episodes so do take a listen and hopefully you'll get a chance to take stock of your own year and lay out your plans for the next uh, if that's the case somewhere on your goals list write i plan to review being freelance and share it with all the freelancers i know and then that way you can tick one off your goals list really quickly in january and feel a sense of accomplishment so doing you a favor right have a great break and see you in 2016 all the best being freelance <laughs> <laughs>